Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Looking for a judgment-free zone? Are you looking for a host that's an open book? Do you want to discuss the things that we all face in real life with a heavy dash of motivation? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Let Me Touch You podcast. Let's get started. Here's your host, Barbie. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another week of Let Me Touch Your Podcast with your girl Barbie and our two favorite Leos. Favorite Leos, who wants to go first with the introduction today? Whoop, whoop. Hi, I am Jay Christian of the Cognac Room Podcast. It's a pleasure to be here once again. Styles. It's good. I can see Styles within the gut on my extra nerve today. Styles. Yeah, Let's go. Styles, on. where you from? Styles from what? The brunch hour. Styles from the freaking brunch hour podcast. Guys, welcome to another week of this wonderful book we've been keeping up with, Attached. And before I do get into everything else, I want you guys to do me a favor. I recently put up a post on IG asking people to submit questions that they have for Huang. For those of you who are listening, if you do not follow our Instagram pages, you can't submit those. I'm going to place a poll where you can submit your questions there. You can email them. I'll place my email on the description. Find a way to get them to me so we can answer these questions. Let's connect. Now it's time to connect. Let's connect. So this week, Styles has a clip for us. Styles, let's hear that. Would you still marry the person that you're engaged to if your family or your parents did not approve? Yeah. At the end of the day, if that person makes me happy, it is what it is. I'll still marry them. As long as my children are good and I'm good, we're good. Walking down that aisle. Yeah, um, it's not their relationship, so I agree with Barb on that. Uh, yeah, I don't care how they feel about it. It's my relationship, it's my family, so either get on board or get gone. I agree 100%. Styles, if you were not married. Trying not to incite a riot. Um, Bob, I think that's an what? untruth. Why, Jay? Yeah, I haven't known you long enough to to go against Jay. So, um, why do you think it's untrue? Because of you and your mom's relationship. So Listen, I think therapy is changing. I, I, 
Yeah, I guess <clears throat> money will change anybody. You cut the check, they'll change your mind. But this is the thing. Nah. Outside of that, um, yeah, no. I'm not I'm not gonna spend the rest of my life with somebody that is not, I guess, like partial to my family and vice versa. I can't. You understand what I'm saying? I'm in a, a blended marriage as it is. You know, um I have a I have a son. My wife has um a son and a daughter. And, you know, we purposely got them together because we needed to see what the interaction was gonna be and stuff like that. I don't introduce people to my mom until I'm absolutely sure, you know, of whatever. You know, and my mother really is is the deciding factor, not the rest of my family. Not family. My mom. Right? So, because um, I want everybody to get along. Not to learn to get along, but to get along. Genuinely. Of course, my mother's going to have my best interests at hand all the time. Vice versa. I don't want to be in a marriage where... My mother-in-law, my father-in-law doesn't like me, but I'm married to their daughter. You understand? It's not going to work because this is a forever ship. This isn't a, a, I'm not dating you. I'm not going to show up at your doorstep and, you know, whatever, and take you out, smash, and then drop you off. This is a forever ship. I think it'll still work. For you, not for me. As you respect me, we could. Nah, nah, we're not doing that. I do that with friends. That's how I I move with, with friends. I don't move like that with family. And once you're my wife, you're family, so. Yeah, nah, it ain't gonna work. I feel if I'm in if I'm in love with someone, and like I said, if they make me and my kids, to me, yes, I love my mother. Everyone that knows me knows that she has always been the foundation of every decision I've made in life. Can I sit here and say I've always made the best decisions that you know made me happy just to make her happy? No. So I've learned that not everything that she approves of it's what's meant for me, right? So moving forward, my family is my children, right? God forbid the day my mother leaves, I have my kids. So I let go the man of my dreams just because my mother didn't like him. My mother's gone. Here I am alone with my children, and I could have had the family that I've always wanted. So no, the old me, not going to front. Styles was right. The old me six months ago, yeah, nah, mommy don't like him. I ain't doing it. But like I said, therapy has changed the way I see things. There's been a lot of times in life that I do shit for other people's approval. Tired of doing it. Let's be clear. It's not even a thing of, you know, when it comes down to my mom liking or disliking, my mom's is just not throwing the, flipping the middle finger to random chick. She ain't doing that. I'm talking about like, and I know. This will come back, especially from people who have been listening and be like, your styles, you don't even take love advice from your mother. I don't. I take people advice from my mother, though. She knows a good person from a bad person. You understand what I'm saying? And she knows who's going to work for the person that she actually gave birth to, you know, from in in different respects and stuff like that. So, um, again, like I said, it's a forever ship. I don't want to be a referee for the rest of my life. So with that said, it all worked out for me. That's the thing. I get. I get what Styles is saying. I do. I understand what he's saying. Um, and, and and sometimes it just depends on the, the amount of importance you put on certain um, relationships and the opinions in those relationships. But like you said, Barb, like my mom has lived her life and she's dated who she wanted and she married who she wanted. And I know for a fact that it wasn't always who her mother felt comfortable with. Right. Mm-hmm. So. 
for one, my mother wouldn't impose her will in that manner or even say anything because she's quick to tell me. And sometimes it gets annoying, but it's like, Jay, you're a grown man. You got to live your life for you, blah, 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 blah. And, and that's cool, you know, but there's sometimes when I really want you to be like, hey, just tell me what you think, you know. But I appreciate and respect her for, for the stance that she takes. And so it's easy for me to say when it comes to family because she doesn't do it. The rest of them, as much as I love them, their opinion means absolutely nothing when it comes to the person that I have to spend the rest of my life with. Because I don't even judge their people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a good point. Makes sense. That's a good point. Very good um, point. But again, like I said, that situation only works out for me if I'm dating somebody. Because I can live with whether my mother likes or dislikes that person because that person's not here forever. Or air quotes, you know, forever. Like, you know. So, and it, because I don't, the last thing I want somebody to think is that it's like, all right, so cool. If she doesn't get along, then he's not. No, I'm not. Niggas, niggas have different types of deal breakers. Like, that's a deal breaker for me, and I think it's pretty big. You know, other motherfuckers be, might be like, yo, you sleep too while. That's a deal breaker. I can't be with you. Like, stupid shit. I actually pick something okay, to stand on. respect the deal breakers. So using that And then I'm gonna shut up And let's we could move on But using that The deal breaker Isn't whether or not My mom likes her It's whether or not She likes my mom Drop a bomb on that flex mm. Yeah Heart to heart It's time for the main topic Let's have a heart to heart Okay so this week we are going to be speaking about our secure attachments, a.k.a. Mr. Styles and Mr. J. So before we dive into that, I want you guys to describe yourself in three words. Choose three words that will best describe you. And those three words, people can see that you're a secure attachment style. You want to go first, Styles, or you want me to go first? He's watching football. <laughs> you go first. Okay. So I'll say fun, loving, and comfortable. Mm, good choice of words. Mr. Styles. I like I like <clears throat> excuse me, I like comfortable. That was that was dope. Um let me see. I can't use the word secure, can I? No. Right? Feeds the yeah. whole purpose of the exercise. Um mm-hmm. loyal. Put a stamp on that. Um, let me see. Hashtag unfucking believable. Gotta put that together. That's one word. Especially after you put the hashtag. Um, and um, annoying. Caring. I'm basically this is. I'm not annoying. I don't think. Why would you say I'm annoying? Um, okay. All right. You guys did good picking those three words. Still. I feel those words truly describe a secure attachment. Okay, so when it came to this chapter, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was looking forward to a boring chapter because, you know, secure people are usually viewed as someone that is boring because it's like you already know what to expect. There's someone that they know what they want. They got, according to textbooks, someone that has everything in order. Everything is just perfect. But reading this chapter, I I realized that it definitely isn't that way. We're going to play some clips 
and take the conversation from there. This first clip is a clip that Jay picked, and here it goes. In a separate experiment, researchers got observers to rate couples functioning during a joint interaction. It's no surprise that secure couples, those in which both partners were secure, functioned better than insecure couples, those in which both partners were either anxious or avoidant. But what was more interesting was that there was no observed difference between secure couples and mixed couples, those with only one secure partner. They both showed less conflict and were rated as better functioning than were the insecure dyads. So not only do people with a secure attachment style fare better in relationships, they also create a buffering effect, somehow managing to raise their insecure partner's relationship satisfaction and functioning to their own high level. That I think was like a given. Like I think that, you know, being with someone secure, they help you be a better you. <clears throat> Jay, what stood out most about this clip to you? Because as I'm listening to him um, saying this, I'm going over the relationships in my mind. And I know, like, for, <clears throat> for one, there was a relationship I had with a young lady who was extremely insecure. And she, she was very volatile, and it was wild and crazy. It was a roller coaster. But even with that situation, as crazy as she was and as wild as she was, to this day she tells me, I was at my best when I was with you because of the way I loved on her and because of the way I tried to, uh, you know, make her feel comfortable with me. Like, I wanted her to understand, like, I'm not here to play games with you and hurt you, which I ended up kind of playing games with her and hurting her. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there <laughs> in this, in this, this thing. But like, uh, I allowed her to be who she was and I tried to calm her instead of just running from her. Now, I did have boundaries. And one of those boundaries, as we spoke about in an earlier episode, was you can't meet my daughter because you're crazy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, um, that stood out to me a lot because in retrospect, I realized that there were lots of women who had baggage and had issues who, you know, when they when it came to me they still had the baggage and the issues but their response was different they began to get a little more comfortable with me so it made sense yeah it does make sense i dated a guy that was secure and not once did i ever feel anxious around him he made me feel like if i was secure in everything i did he reassured me in different things he motivated me like it was just a tremendous it was a huge difference being with him so I get it 100% Styles your thought on the clip um piggybacking off of what you said earlier when you was like I expected a boring chapter it was pretty boring to me um it, it's different cause I guess they're talking about us this time so it was kinda like I slept walk through the whole chapter honestly uh as far as that particular clip is concerned I think that you know we in, in certain situations it's kind of like follow the leader and we lead through you know situations like that especially with being with an anxious person but then it can be taxing as well because it's like I want to be the person that has to reassure you or overly reassure you that everything is good all the time so 
No, but I don't think you dealing, um, secure is dealing with an anxious person. You have to overly reassure them because yes, we're anxious. I don't, I'm trying to figure out the words to explain it when it came to my situation, right? I was anxious, but he didn't bring that out of me. So him being the way he was, he was, it was like, if he brought me into a whole nother soothing, calm Barbie, where I wasn't, you know, being extra needy, I didn't have to act like I was anxious to get his attention, because he naturally gave me these things. So it, it was a good balance. So to anyone out there that's anxious, dating someone that's secure is, is a great thing. And for anyone that's secure, that's scared to date someone anxious, don't always look at it in a negative way because the way you guys are and carry yourself, we look at it, we learn from it, and you guys tend to soothe us. I don't know. If you're secure and you see somebody anxious on the horizon, run for your life. <laughs> no. Don't listen to Styles. All right. So I'm going to mention some things that he said you guys are good at. One thing is that you guys are great conflict busters. During a fight, you don't feel the need to act offensive. You're very secure about whatever's going on, and you do whatever you have to do to de-escalate that. You guys are effective communicators. I give you guys that 100%. Well, some, not all. You guys are not game players. Eh, I think everyone plays games to a certain extent. It's like 50 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, he says you guys are quick to forgive. One hundred percent. I don't and know. I treat. hold grudges. And I take them shits. Fuck. I, I, I city. That's the city. <laughs> you think that's what it is? Yeah. Is, is you think what I mean? so? That's definitely. Yeah. That's that's some New York shit for real. Like I yes. carry that shit on my back. Like, <laughs> come on, let's go. Yeah, nah. You know what? We need to put up a poll on that for the secure people to see if it's a city thing. I'm telling you, like, for real, like, I tell people all the time, like, there's like two sets of people that you don't want to really cross. Well, I'll say three. That they, you, if they fuck with you, they fuck with you. But if not, if you make an enemy, you have an enemy for life. That's Jamaicans, Latinos, and New Yorkers. And Leos. Some of us Yeah Leo's could fall But I, I don't Now yeah, with no. me I'm forgiving Like I can let some shit You know I don't fuck with you no more But I ain't trying to kill you either So you Right know So we're not that easily <laughs> forgiven Which means that I do carry a grudge For a very long time I'm not gonna bang it out With you all the time Cause I'm not I just don't have the energy And it's kinda like Fuck you But um Yeah now nah, I'm carrying that energy All the time Like the Yeah Nah, like I will. Okay. I I don't hold grudges. I'll be honest. I don't. I have a book. No, I'm just fucking with y'all. <laughs> you have a book of your grudges. A whole you, list. Are you in August, Leo? <clears throat> huh? Are you in August, Leo? I am. Yeah, August Leos are different. <laughs> August Leo ain't forgetting nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they ain't letting shit ride. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so I need to make up my mind. If I do get a Leo, he got to be a... Um, July. July Leo. Yeah, July Leo's uh, yeah, a, little, a little easier. Right. Kind of like on the cusp of that cancer thing. Yeah, You see, <laughs> okay. you see Jay's yeah, demeanor? Jay's demeanor yes. is goals for Leo's. Yeah, because okay, yeah, the August Leo's are like 
coming a little towards Virgos. I'm a Virgo. You're kind of psycho, so yeah, a July. Yeah. See, no, 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 no. Hold on, can we can we bookmark that real quick? Um, if I say, anyways, she's a psycho, <laughs> then it's a whole fucking problem. But she can identify Only with the I fact. Hold on, stop. It. You can identify with the fact that you're psycho, right? Oh, wow. I was watching this. This I was watching this. Um, I was watching Love Is Blind on Netflix with my with my wife. So one of the dudes was like, "Yo." He told the lady she was psycho And clearly it was a trigger So I'm like You know me and my wife had a long Debate about calling someone psycho You can say fuck you you just can't call him psycho You know oh no 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 He said she was <laughs> schizophrenic <laughs> He didn't say she was psycho She's schizophrenic So he's like she said Well my wife said that If she wasn't clinically diagnosed You know he has no I'm like come on man I, You don't have to be clinically diagnosed For me to call you schizo And then you also I've don't have to bipolar Oh was bipolar It wasn't schizo <coughs> Excuse me my fault That's exactly what it was Bipolar Yeah mm-hmm. And I don't think bi- you need It's not that we're bipolar It's just like we know When to pick and choose To be upset at you Like What kind of bipolar. bullshit is that Yeah like if bipolar and psycho If that triggers This is just how I look at it right? Don't send me nasty emails Hit my inbox and all that crazy stuff People But the way I see it If you know Someone saying bipolar or psycho Triggers something in you Then At least you at some In some way feel like there's some validity to it Or else it wouldn't trigger you you know, if a guy right. if a guy comes down the street and says, "Oh, he's a fucking bigot," he's that's that's not gonna offend me. I'm gonna laugh at him and go about my business because that's not who I am. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. But if you come down the street and you say something that that I feel does apply to me, which I don't know what that would be right now, but <laughs> then maybe you know. It, oh, if you say, "Oh." <laughs> he's selfish He's self-centered Because I am a little selfish And self-centered I may It may You know It may kind of Burn a little bit and, and, and make me feel the way And I might say something like Man you don't fucking know me You know what I'm saying <laughs> Whatever right The point is When If it doesn't apply I'm good at letting it fly You know what's crazy It's like Can we all just bow our heads Real quick and Say a quick prayer to God I wish the fuck somebody Would say that I was a bigot <laughs> Amen all right, let's move forward. <laughs> I'm just, I just, that was just an example, something I used. But back then, I was psycho, which is why it used to trigger me styles. I'm not psycho no more, so it doesn't matter. To keep going, last thing we said is that you guys are quick to forgive. Another thing is that you guys treat your partners like royalty, right? Yes. So all these qualities are good qualities. Yes. Right. But you don't think there's anything. Negative about no. doing one of these. It's only you know what's neg- negative. You cutting me off. I'm not cutting you off. I'm answering the questions. <laughs> you start. <laughs> listen. You pull out the compliments. I'm never going to stop you. Keep going. I'm. I'm hoping that the list is longer. Because <laughs> the other two, it's, the other two attachment styles, they all fucking psycho. You pro- you got to some listen. sense of normalcy over here. Go ahead. I can't even speak English. Listen. Hear me. Listen. Listen. <laughs> Being quick to forgive. Can be a good and a bad thing You know Alright It's good to See things what it's for 
learn from it, keep it moving. But if you're quick to forgive people a lot, people are just going to take you for granted. They're going to fucking run all over you. I disagree. Really? And I, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Being quick to forgive doesn't mean that you let go of your boundaries. So I'll give you I'll give you an example of what that looks like for me. You did me wrong and I forgave you. I let it go. Nothing changed. You did me wrong again. I forgave you, but now I can no longer deal with you in the same capacity because of my boundaries. So even though I forgave you, and, and I think that's where people get lost when it comes to relationships. They think to forgive is to allow. And that that is those are two very different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I see it in a different way. Okay. I guess you're right. Now, when it comes to treating your partner like royalty, do you guys have a time frame? Do you feel that if you treat them like royalty from the very beginning, they can use you? You don't see anything negative about treating your partner like royalty. Absolutely not. When it becomes a day that you can't do what they expect and they catch a titty attack. Sorry, Bob. I didn't know that this is like a 10-part question. Go ahead. My thing is, when you treat someone a certain, especially the whole royalty thing. All right, you know what? Better yet, treating your partner like royalty. Give me an example, each of you guys. I'm fucked up. I don't even know what the question is anymore. That shit was like a 10-minute question. I'm sorry. What, what, what are you trying to figure out right now, Bob? Because I'm trying to watch football. And first first of all, what you're trying to you guys watch. are a fucking jinx, right? Because every time that we record on the day that football comes on, if I bet on a game, that shit is upside down. I just want you to know. Don't watch football. I was done with it. The, the, after the first half, I was fucked up. But you know why? Because you, your energy be different. That's why. With what? Uh-huh. With, with, so, like, okay, for example, when I'm watching the, the my, my team play, and my mm. energy is a certain way. I've noticed this. And my energy is a certain way. They'll start off good and then it'll be downhill. But then when when I watch my team play and my energy is a little different and it's just it's not too optimistic, but it's not pessimistic. It's neutral. They always do way better than expected. So maybe, and I'm just spitballing here, but maybe when we're recording, your energy is different because your attention is divided because you have to kind of will some things into existence in this world. You, you know what I'm saying? And you have to have an intense focus. So if your focus is divided, then the energy that you could put out into the universe that would ripple to them is different. I'm just saying, I don't, you know, I'm just saying. You know what I think it is? CJ, you, you my man. Um, no. And I love you what I, In what a different I setting I I'm sorry Bob Because I know this is going to be A 10 minute answer No shut up But hold on <laughs> but Let me get my Let me get my two seconds That in. you shouldn't be Watching football While we're recording You know what You're probably right about that You are abs- You are probably right about that Um, Right So until they move football To Fridays Or we start recording On a different day Guess what I'm doing Driving me fucking crazy <laughs> Okay so, basically, what I was trying to do asking y'all the 21 questions is trying to find something negative out of those things, but y'all wasn't trying to go with it. So, I guess, you know, we'll keep them as positives. No, so, what was the last one again? The treating your partner like royalty. Okay, so, I 
don't see a problem with treating your partner like royalty. But you have to understand, all these things are conditional. At least for me, they're conditional. They will treat you like royalty until it no longer accomplishes its purpose or maybe that's not the best way to put it. Until it now nah, you on the right road. Keep going, brother. Yeah, you yeah. are. Until it no longer serves me. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Because check it out. It's kind of like I enter it with this, right? If I trust you, I'm well, pardon, not if. I'm gonna trust you until you give me a reason not to. Right? So I'm gonna show you who I am from the gate. So I'm gonna treat you like royalty. Because guess what? That's all I know. That's all I know. Now if you shit on me, guess what? I can identify with that too. You know, and there's a backup plan for that. But um, it's not a wasted opportunity because I want to. Basically, I'm I, I align myself with you for a reason, so you're going to get the best of everything from the game. Period. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I did great with that. That's exactly what I wanted. Next clip. The authors conclude that attachment insecurities are partially explained by particular genes, although there is still a great deal of individual difference variance that remains to be explained by other genes or social experiences. In other words, genes may play an important role in determining our attachment style. But even if we were secure in infancy, will it last into adulthood? Hmm. See, this is where this guy throws me every time. Sorry, go ahead, Bob. No, go ahead. How he threw you off here? Because he's wishy-washy with his shit. Last chapter is a learned behavior. Now maybe it's not a learned behavior. Maybe it's at the molecular level, <laughs> and maybe it's just stuck with you forever. Like my guy, make up your mind. What are we doing? No, okay, I get what you're saying there. So my question is: Do you feel you can be raised as a secure, and traumas can change that, or do you feel that if you're secure, no matter what life throws your way, you will always be secure? I think that um, trauma affects everything. That's why there's PTSD due to trauma, right? So prior to trauma, you didn't have PTSD, but now you do. So yes, trauma will affect your decisions moving forward in life. Um, even as far as relationships are concerned, because you'll move differently once you come home, find your chick in the shower with another dude. You understand what I'm saying? Under a roof that you pay for. So yeah, that shit is traumatized. So a secure man coming home to his, you know, female in the shower with another man. Mm -hmm. You think that would break him and make him anxious or avoidant or he'll take it as like, I, you did what you did. Your loss, not mine. I know my worth. I'm going to keep it moving. It depends. And I think, think, yeah, there we go. That's exactly where I was going to go with it. Because it depends on that man. That might be the straw that broke the camel's back, you know, Um, whereby his next well, all right so with me when i was an avoidant i became an avoidant after um, my relationship with my son's mom reason being is because it was trump it was traumatic when we broke up i never Quick you know question I, before you go on so before that you were secure hmm? you were secure then you became avoidant i don't know i didn't go back that i didn't go that far back enough on my timeline okay but I know that after whatever I was, I became an, <laughs> I became um, an anxious avoidant after that, you know. So if I were in a relationship, I needed that that extra 
everything else that an avoid not an avoiding um an anxious person needed you know because um it affected me with regards to that was somebody i loved dearly and when it was no more that was something i actually had to deal with and it was a pain that i never wanted to feel again ever ever you get me because i didn't grow up with my dad and i waited until i was 27 to have a kid all of my um friends their kids were goddamn preteens at that point you know so i was i was late in the game and there was a reason behind that the reason was because i it, whoever i had a kid with or a child with i was going to raise that child under the same roof with their mother and their father and that shit didn't work out so it was super duper traumatic for me um Outside of other things that happened, you know, during the relationship, shit like that. But yeah, so it affected how I moved after that. So after that, I got into um, a business and that business involved women, legal business. So it wasn't pimping or anything like that for for those motherfuckers out there that might think otherwise. Um, <laughs> like he's from New York. He was pimping bitches. No, I wasn't actually. But I was a super avoidant. You know, and an anxious person So, which was a, a, a fucked up combination Which means that I was never in a stable relationship For a good eight, nine, ten years after that Yeah, that's crazy So Jay, do you think that you can be raised to be secure And something traumatic can actually change you to become anxious or avoidant Or if you're secure, no matter what life throws away You're going to stay that way Yes I do believe that there are things that can change us. It's, it's you know, behavioral science teaches us that there are some things that can happen to us that are so traumatic that we literally become different people. And so I do believe that there are things that can change a secure person into being an insecure person. Do I think that it's one experience it's possible based on one's, for lack of a better term, uh, mental stability or mental resilience, right? Uh, however, I think in most cases, it requires more than one exposure to negative stimuli, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Yeah. Okay, so... I think we all agree on that. I think we could throw out the whole genetic shit out the window with him saying it's genetic. I don't know. We can completely throw it out because he he has some. Yeah, he has some studies and shit to back that up. So that's just us turning the blind eye to it. That someone can be genetically predisposed to being secure or anxious. Because I give you an example, and so. I'm going to give an example, but I also want to say this. Just because someone's parents may be secure or anxious doesn't mean that their offspring will be secure or anxious. Because let's use the uh, example of a woman who suppresses her true emotions and how she really feels about situations because she has an overbearing mother and a religious father or whatever. And then she she has a child And because she during her pregnancy She suppressed most of her thoughts and her feelings Her child comes out And he has no filter Because you you pass that through To him unwittingly Right unwittingly like you didn't know 
So the same way that that can happen, it can happen that someone has a has a particular attachment style, and because maybe they suppress it or they don't suppress it, or certain things happen during pregnancy or during childbearing, it could definitely change things. So I do believe that you can pass certain traits to your children through genetics, whether they be. I feel like some some men or whorish because of their lineage going back into slavery. So I believe that it is possible to pass certain genetic things. And because that's a possibility, I do understand that some people are predisposed to be certain, to have certain attachment styles. It can change, but there has to be certain, um, principles and properties in place to ignite that or initiate that change okay i got it did a great job explaining all of that there jay <laughs> not but really not in my mind but okay thank you <laughs> no you you dived in there okay so in the book he says um that the best way to tap into a secure mindset to have like a secure base for your partner is to do these three things number one is to be available Respond to your partner's distress, allow them to be dependent on you when they feel the need to, and check in on them from time to time. He also says to not interfere. Provide behind-the-scenes support to whatever it is that they're trying to set their mind to. Don't interfere with their process, but be supportive. And number three is to encourage Provide encouragement and be accepting of their learning and their personal growth goals. Boost their self-esteem. So you guys as being secure, you can say that these are three main things you guys do with your partner. Would you agree? Is there anything else you would add? No, I think you hit it on that. I agree. I agree with Styles on that. And I thought I was secure. Quote unquote. I was going to say boring people. That's what they like to call you guys, but you guys are not boring. Stop saying they. Start saying him. Him. He. That's where we got it from. We got it from him. I didn't think that secure was boring until I read the book. There's two authors. He's only reading it. Oh, is that right? Oh, what? Well, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about the person who's. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, I will say that I did think um, secure was boring because it's. (laughs) And I don't really know how to make sense of this shit, but it's only boring to. People that need to be constantly stimulated in, in, in an exciting way because secure relationships or um, healthy, what I like to refer to as healthy relationships, are boring to certain people. There are certain people in this world who need drama and excitement. You know, we know those people. He's too nice. You know, I don't want to date him. He's too nice. And this shit, like, you know, uh, he ain't beefing And they're not saying it like that Like we're not beefing and arguing So I have a problem with it But basically what they're saying is like Doesn't <clears throat> excite me Like there's not But then they get excited when The one dude sends them the, the, the messages like DGFU exclamation point Don't get fucked up I'm about to come down there It's about to be some <laughs> shit They love it Female told me this When I was Because I was young I was a knucklehead So I had Going to like a youth institution. I shouldn't be saying this on somebody else's podcast, but I'm here now. I had gone to like a youth institution, gotten in some trouble when I was like 17. And so when I came home, 
like, you know, Christmas rush and got out, saw the girl and everything was cool. And she told me some stuff and I got upset. My buddy was like, I was like, man, he had a Derringer on him. I was like, let me hold that gun. He was like, what are you, you going to do with it? If I give it to you, you got to use it. I'm like, okay, cool. So I pointed at the girl, but obviously I wasn't going to shoot her. So I shot close to her, and she dropped, and I thought I shot her. Long story short. Hold on, time out. Can we rewind to the beginning where you said that I probably shouldn't be saying this? Yeah. I, I okay, didn't shoot her. Yeah, I let you pick I didn't it. Shoot. Judgment free. I didn't shoot her. Judgment free zone. You can Judgment free. I, sh- I didn't shoot her. What are you uh, talking about? This ain't Planet Fitness. <laughs> Shut up. Right. Purple Talk, everywhere. I want to hear it. <laughs> so what ended up happening, I didn't shoot her. Um... But what was crazy was, like, when she would always, she was like, because, like, she had later on introduced me to people. Even after we were done with each other, she introduced me to some people. Nah, you wouldn't be my friend. Okay? And it was, no, because, yeah, I mean, she, under, I didn't try to shoot her, right? And so she was you. like, this is Jay, you know what I'm saying? I crazy dude, you shot at me, da, da, da. So it was like, like, she... Hell that shit in high regard for whatever it reason, turned right? Her on. It turned her on. It it oh God, it, it was exciting. So like like listen, like girl, I dealt with a guy that was so into me that he almost shot me, and it was just a big deal to her for whatever reason, you know. And that's why you get you know people who think the toxic relationships are cute because it's like you know it's not the guy who's like. Like I, I I remember hearing females say like, oh this this dude he don't really rock with me he don't really feel me like he wouldn't even fight over me. I had a, I had a female one time she asked me she said would you die for me? And I said no but I live for you though. <laughs> I live for you though. And I guess that didn't have the same ring to it. She ain't like it. <laughs> you know what I'm Jesus saying? Christ. <laughs> But had I been like, oh, I'll die for you, I'll kill for you. I'm not. Nah, I ain't gonna die or kill for you, but I'll live for you though. What does that mean? That means that I'm gonna get us both out of here tonight. <laughs> That's oh, what God. that means. Well, to the defense of those people who are you who crave that, you know, overstimulation. If that's all they know, like, you know, it's all they know. So that's what they associate mm-hmm. love and attention to. That's and true. It's sad, but they see it growing up with their parents. If their older um, siblings, brothers or sisters, if their relationships are oh they fighting today, tomorrow they all lovey dovey. Mm-hmm. So that's what they associate love to. We can't we can't so, save them all. Yeah. So if you know they're not used to seeing anything secure, it's just like when they see something secure, they meet a guy that isn't blowing up their phone, that isn't like stalking them and. Doing all this craziness, arguing with them, they're like, "Oh my god, he doesn't like me enough that he's not doing all these things." Yeah, he's, he likes he's you. Too he soft. trusts you. He's weak. Yeah, yes. You know, he's boring. Um, mm-hmm. and and I'll give you this quick example. Even a guy who was once on the rah rah tip, and then he 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 changes his thinking. Like for those women, it's like you don't love me no more because you you you're not wilding out no more when it comes to me. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. 100%. What's crazy is before the book, we would call that a type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is true. So I have another clip for us. Here it goes. Studies in the field of attachment have confirmed that subjects with a more secure attachment style are indeed less likely to play games. 
Tanya knows intuitively which partners are wrong for her. Game playing is a deal breaker as far as she is concerned. The most important thing about her approach is that Tanya assumes that if her partner treats her disrespectfully, it's indicative of his inability to be responsive in a relationship and not of her own worth. So, with the Tanya situation, for those who have not read the chapter yet and they're just following along, Tanya is someone who is secure and she can count how many guys she slept with in the book I believe she says she slept with 11 guys and they all knew what she brought to the table they all knew that she was worthy of a relationship she's only encountered two men that she basically had to cut off and the reason why she cut these two men off is because when she gave them her number they did not call the next day they waited two days to call her don't you think that's a little too much? Flag on the motherfucking play. I used to wait three days. <laughs> I used to wait three days. And the reason I waited three days was because the way they would put it nowadays is I didn't want to seem thirsty. But not only did mm-hmm. I not want to seem thirsty, I, I wanted to be separated from the other guys who were talking to you and hollering at you and trying to get at you. So I did every... Strategically, every step I took once I met a woman was to set myself apart. So not only did I wait a few days to call you, but once we got together, I, my, I, my, my demeanor, my personality was different. Once you spent the night, I didn't try to sleep with you. Like everything was different because I wanted to stand out. and I, But I was also secure enough to run the risk of potentially losing her, right? Because some women are like, well, he, he ain't really interested. He ain't trying to sleep with me. He don't really, you know, he waited three days to call me. Like, he ain't really pressed. I was secure I enough. that. What's that? You've heard people say that? Women say that? No, I, I prefer a guy not to try to sleep with me. And the three days is not bad. Usually it's two or more. You don't call before yeah. the second day. Yeah, I'm not. Because yeah. if you got, if every dude that you, you know... Um, connect with Calls you on the first day Texting you Blowing you up Trying to get you to come over The first time they with you They trying to be Like All of that All that shit is Like To me that's That's little boy shit That's immature So as 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 a Someone who Wanted to Set myself apart And present myself as You know a man who Understood Relationships and interactions with women I just didn't You know Of course If if she initiated it I would have done it But I wasn't in a rush Or in a hurry Because at the end of the day As an adult You reach a certain age Where You can't even get aroused If there's no real intimacy Involved mm-hmm. Amen I agree Okay I came to crash the party Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm going off vibes. I'm not. Yeah, there was there was never a predetermined time that I could call a woman or not. You know, um, if I bump into her, we having a really good conversation. The vibe is crazy. There's nothing wrong with wanting to see that particular woman the next day or speak to that person the next day to continue that feeling. There's nothing wrong with it. But again, like I said, I'm going off the vibe. Nah, so I, I did reach an age where that was the the, the, the agenda. That's how it flowed, but it wasn't always that way. 
Yeah. You know. Um I think yeah, I think back in the days it was always that two day rule. Back in the days, what the fuck? Yeah. Before yeah, it was always like that two days. Yeah. Like was that like a thing in your social circle? It was a thing in the Bronx. Okay. It was definitely you know, a thing in North Carolina. We, <laughs> shit, like I told you, it was three days for me, man. Like, I'm talking about pre-social media before we even knew what to think without people telling us what yes. to think. That's what I'm. Exactly. That's when it was like when media. when chicks were still writing their numbers on paper, bro. Like I, it took me three days to hit them up. <laughs> Back when we had memories. Exactly. For real. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You ever lost? A paper And then you sit there And you're Pissed trying to off. memorize The number after looking at yep. it Like oh Hurt. my god I can't find it Or Hurt. call a couple of numbers Before you realize You're just yes. never gonna remember Yep And just wait for Destiny To put that person Alright stop Cause we're starting to age ourselves <laughs> Can I Can I tell you my dopest catch In my opinion This was my dopest catch And I've had okay. some pretty impressive catches But this was my dopest catch So I went to um, It was Marshall's this was probably like around 2002, 2003. I went to Marshall's and I was just in the store. I was literally window shopping. I ain't want to buy nothing for real, but I was looking because, you know, back then I was like, I'm get paid on, paid on Friday. I'm see what I want. And I'm come back. See, hope, hopefully it's still here. Maybe I can tuck it, <laughs> come back and get it right. So or put it on a different rack. Come back. I yeah, exactly. So I saw this young lady. Man, the first thing that jumped out to me was her skin. She was gorgeous. So I was like, oh, my God. And so I think uh, I asked her her name. She told me her name. Her name was Tatiana. And she said, do you know what that, you know, do you know the history of that name? And we had that little brief conversation. I was like, all right, cool. So I, I grabbed some clothes and I went into the dressing room. I hung that shit on the rack and stood in the dressing room looking at my watch like, I ain't trying this shit on Because I had to Spin in waves back then So I'm like I'm gonna mess my hair up And shit And I ain't trying to do all that So I, I waited long enough And then I came out Because she was She was working The um the dressing room And I came out And I handed her her stuff And I said Yeah that doesn't work for me Or whatever And so I left When I got home I spent like The next day Just I kept envisioning this girl because I was that captivated by her, right? So I went back down there like the next day and I was like, hey, she just happened to be there because that wasn't a guarantee. She happened to be there and I was like, no, no, no. I messed the story up. I saw her, left, was thinking about her and then I went back and did the trying on clothes thing. That's how that went. And so when I came out, I handed her stuff and I was talking to her and I was like, um, I was like, what's your name? Tatiana She explained the, the history of the name Or whatever And I was like Listen I'm in a hurry I don't have a lot of time To talk to you But I'd like to get to know you better Can I get your number She gave me the number I left And so I ended up calling her But I called her like Three days later And and literally When I called her She answered the phone She said hello I said hey how are you This is Jay And she was like I've been waiting on you To call me all right, we'll stop with the that. ego, Leo, Leo no, no, shit. No, no, listen, no, no, real shit. That was fucking a field I want, goal. I wanted to jump in and and you know celebrate with that you. That was a field goal. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. That used to be my shit though. Both love me like, hey, let me get your number. I don't have time to talk to you right now. And this, we don't even have to connect. I'm just going off of the physical. So either exactly. you're gonna make it happen or you're not gonna happen. But I look exactly. busy, even though I may not be busy. That was my shit. That was my go-to. Yeah, yeah. Always kept that Maybe one. Maybe it's the Leo thing. 
Yeah, ladies I can't talk to you right now. Right. But um, I, I definitely want to get to know you. So, you know, let me get your number. As a matter of fact, on one occasion, I didn't have a pen, phone, or anything. And she was like, listen, because she was on her way somewhere. And I was on my way somewhere, legitimately. And um, I was like, yo, let me get your number, blah, 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 this, that. And I didn't say yo, but you know, whatever. And she was like, listen, if you can remember my number, then you can have it. And she gave me her number, and I mm-hmm. ran into somebody's store, some bodega, got a pen, wrote that shit down. <laughs> anyway. Hell yeah. You were smart about it. Uh, okay, I don't have no cute lovey dovey story. Yes, you do. Sorry. You got to dig deep. No. So that situation, it was lovey dovey, but it wasn't completely lovey dovey. But oh, I got a question for y'all, Jay. Don't let yeah. me because I was gonna forget. When okay, so if you meet that person, right? But I mean, is it okay to to ask them what they're doing later? Like if you're connected, you said like how did the two two day rule work out for shit like that? Like so it was about, it was a three day rule for me, and uh, the way day. the three day rule worked out for me back then. It was it, it invoked mystery and intrigue. I think today some women look at it as oh he wanna play with me. He playing in my face. You know, that sort of thing. Right. Um and, and I think there are still some women who are intrigued by it, but but at the end of the day, like whenever I did that back then it always worked. Because um I always Kind of went for women who To some degree I may have felt Were out of my league But So what happened was I shot oh, my Hold on one second Jay I'm sorry Bar remember he said that Something about going for women that's out of his league Go ahead Jay yeah. you got, I, need, so, I need y'all so, to bring that back Nah we gotta bring that back Um. So what happened was I remember one day I shot my shot As they would refer to it now at a woman who I felt may have been out of my league and she bit. And so I was like, well, shit, you know, like at the end of that, I was like, let me try it again. And then it, it became the norm for me. Like women that it, it literally got to the point where it was like, I don't want the chick that I know I can get. I want the chick want that, that I think is going to reject me. And, you, you know, some of them did. But most of the time when I got rejected, it was because they were involved. And if they weren't involved, like, it was like, yeah, I don't hang out with you, talk to you. And, and, and the whole time, like, and that's what I tell guys, like, bro, like, you don't have to be the most handsome motherfucker in the world, man. Like, I don't look at myself and be like, God damn, I'm the finest nigga that ever breathed breath. No, it's not that, but I carry myself a certain way. And I've always yeah. carried myself a certain way. That's very important. That's yeah, important. and so... I think that a lot of times people don't understand what attraction really is because there are guys who everyone and anyone would say, I can't say that he's ugly or she's ugly, but, or guys or women, I can't say that he or she is ugly, but I'm not attracted to him. You ever, you ever said that bar? There's some, there's some people that now that I'm no longer attract, well, now that I no longer have like a connection to anymore, mm-hmm. some people that I dated, I think back and I look at them like, "Dad, I dated him. I was really into him, and the physical appearance meant nothing to me because we had that connection. The way he you carried were attracted himself to other was things. exactly Jay Z and Beyonce. Oh yeah, exactly. 
you know, to some of you, Jay Z may be fine. He is not fine to me. Jay Jay is. I'm gonna tell you what Jay is. Jay is a cool ass nigga with uh, what I would say is like a, a smooth ass demeanor, and for non dramatic like women or people who don't like drama, they'll be attracted to that shit. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, like at the end of, I, I mean, that. and that's that, that's how that shit works. Like even with me, like at the time, and then don't let's not get it fucked up. Some women are just attracted to financial stability and money. You, you understand what I'm saying? So a motherfucker mm-hmm. could look like the bottom of my shoe on a Friday in New York with bubble gum on the bottom, and it's cool. It's cool because yeah. he got his shit together, and that is attractive to people. I I'm jumping. They're different things. What happened? I made a crash party again. Well, you um, should. <laughs> right, you wanted to go back to him going. Yeah, we're we're gonna get to that, but don't forget that. Um, that's what I want to weigh in I'm right old. now. Weigh in on rather is the whole attraction thing. Confidence is king, and confidence is one of the biggest factors in attraction. In attraction, especially as far as 100%. a woman is concerned, you know. So, like Jay said, you could look like the bottom of somebody's shoe, but if you're confident in it. You ever heard of like comedians making chicks laugh laugh out of their panties? Right? Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about tall, short, Mm -hmm. fat, skinny, ugly. You know what I mean? But you make a laugh, she's going to give you them jaws. So, again, confidence is king. Not even cocky, because cocky, you know, is borderline just maniacal. And I I think sometimes we as men and women look at people and we attribute their. Success with the opposite sex to money when it ain't the money, but the money gave them the confidence. No, well, see, the, the money will get you, the money will get you that one night. You know what I mean? That confidence will keep you there for life. But It'll the money will get you that one night. Um, you know, because you'll have I a woman fighting, o- fighting over you with another woman and you ugly as fuck. You know what I'm saying, I'm and it and it'll happen, it, bro. Yeah, because it's, it's. So I have a little twist, a little question for you guys, right? Listen, um, because now that you guys are talking about money and confidence and all that stuff, so when it comes to a level of success, do you think more people who are successful in careers are secure? Are those people more secure, or do you believe it doesn't matter what attachment style you have? It they can become go more way. secure. I, in my opinion, they become more secure. So being more successful in their career can help them become more of a secure person. In my opinion, yes. Not everybody. Not everybody. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand, like, different strokes for different folks. Different people respond to success differently. Some people get successful and think everyone is out to get them. Some people become successful and think everyone wants them. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it but remember, you can... At a certain level of success You can buy companionship So you know you As far as back. You know The confidence is actually A little bit fake It's cocky now It's not It's not confident Because you ha- It's layered Or backed by Money So if it's backed by money That's cocky right. That's not confident That has nothing so It's not rooted take, in you If you take it's, it, it's the picture of I'm rich now So I feel good about me But you take my money And now I feel like nothing Right so you take a dude that can get women regardless. 
that could that could be tied to how he looks. That could be tied to how he conducts himself. That could be tied to you know the circles he runs in, whatever. But with or without money, I know I can get the type of women that I want to be with. That's gonna be a more secure guy in any situation, so to speak. But it's self fulfilling in prophecy, in a sense, because the more secure you are, the more attractive you will be to others. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, so my final question before we go into the quote You two men being secure, is there anything that you feel can be overwhelming when it comes to being the way you are? Like any of the traits that they've mentioned that you think, like, you know, sometimes I get tired of doing this. Talk to me. Which ones? So I get tired because you know how, okay, I'll give you an example and then I'll tell you my, my truth. You know how if a man leaves with his wallet, he'll be expected mm-hmm. to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. If I lead with my security and making and treating you like royalty and making you comfortable in the interaction and doing acts of service for you because I'm giving you what I expect from you, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not that type of person, then it becomes one sided and you expect me to just be your fucking servant. And that's not So you who agree? I am. With what I said earlier then That that could be a negative thing Yeah I That's not who I am So but there are people who will say Well if that's who you are And that's what you do Then you'll do it Regardless of whether or not it's reciprocated And, and to a degree that is very true However I'm comfortable with doing it With people who actually appreciate it You don't have to reciprocate it If you actually appreciate it mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying Because it's like if I get off on doing shit for you, then in essence I'm doing it for you, but I'm not really doing it for you. I'm doing it for doing it for me. It's satisfying. God damn it. Okay. Let's go back. <laughs> I'm doing it for me because it satisfies me. Yeah. Right. So when it comes to that type of situation, I'm like, damn. Like I've been doing everything. The way I would normally do it But there's no appreciation there It changes things Dramatically For me For me I can only speak for me Yeah It changes things dramatically So Um Yeah It, it kind of becomes a negative thing And I no longer want to Uh Participate in it You gotta respect it Styles you Uh <laughs> 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 nah, see the thing is I'm not I'm not gonna shit on uh <clears throat> our attachment style. I want it to be as clean as possible. Cause the rest of them shit is bad shit crazy. So ain't nothing perfect. Nah, this is. This is close as perf- perfect as uh you're gonna get as far as attachment styles are concerned. But I do so wanna I think- say this. I do wanna say this that as much as you know the secure attachment and this is what he said in the chapter as much as the secure attachment style is praised we aren't without flaws of our own we we have flaws and we make mistakes along the way 
But the beauty of the situation I think is Just the fact that We are Willing to accept our partners For who they are Like that's the strength That's the superpower Of the fucking secure attachment style Like we are Yeah I think really, it is Yeah we accept our partners For who they are And we try to meet them Where they are And, and we don't resent them for it Yeah and you guys Try to make them a better person Exactly Gotta get a, You know what I've been sitting here This whole episode Trying to think of Something Positive and turn it into something kind of negative and unfortunately Styles has been right too much lately. I don't like this all the time, baby. All the like, time. Um, he's right. Secures are the closest we will get to perfect. Like, there's no better way to put that. There's balance in us. Dare to be touched. Here's the quote of the day. I promise next week I'm going to find something for him not to be right about people. I don't like him being right that often. I thought this was a podcast for positivity. Shut up. Okay, you always so. be right because he's Leo. <laughs> We're extremely logical. Jay. Leos are like super logical. All right, they're ganging up on me. Let me just. Nah, the older we get, the more you fuck. I love you, though, Bart. I love you. I love me a Leo, too. I just got to make sure he's a July Leo, not an August Leo. All right. So the quote for today is dating is about finding out who you are and who others are. If you show up in a masquerade outfit, neither is going to happen. So I think what we can say that we've been learning these past couple of chapters is that we have to stop putting up a front and be who we are. We got to put our feelings first and not go out there trying not to do something because it might annoy someone trying to do this to please someone because at the end of the day whenever you alter who you are all you're going to do is attach the person who isn't for you but is it is it the face yes Uh, (laughs) no i I don't i was going to ask you which you already said and i probably know the answer to that's what you got from the last few episodes that we out here masquerading. That's what I got. Okay. I said we shouldn't. No, who right. There's a lot of times. No, I said we shouldn't. There's a lot of times, and maybe you secures probably haven't. I'm sure Styles probably when you were anxious or worried, and maybe not. I can only speak from experience. I can honestly say that there was times me, you know, being anxious. I'll meet someone and I like him, and I'm like Barbie, you know. For example, the days waiting to text him. Don't text too much. Don't do this too much. Don't do that. And at the end of the day, this is how I am. If he's going to like me, he's going to like me regardless of what. If I sit here in front that I'm not the type of girl that likes to have constant conversations, he's going to think I'm an avoidant and shit might not work out. So here's the thing, boy. Mm. And I, I, I'm glad you said this because I actually wanted to do an episode about this. And, and you may be the perfect guest, but... I've had women who texted me obsessed excessively, right? What's excessively? Um, a, a lot. Shut up. A lot. No, more what's than a lot? I, more than I desire. Because for a guy, excessive isn't a number. <laughs> it's more than you wanted them to, right? So it depends on how, how much number? I'm feeling you. 
So if I'm like, damn, Barb's cute, you know, she's 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 Boricua, like, God damn, yeah, I'm feeling Barb. You could text me a little more than the chick that I met at the bus station that I ain't feeling that much, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but the thing is, like, when it happens, and you realize, like, damn, okay, like, you know. And then it's random and it doesn't make sense sometimes. Like, you be like, if I wake up and you're like, I had eggs and bacon for breakfast. Nah, I wouldn't do no dumb shit like that. So I'm like, for real? Like, eggs and bacon? Like, I don't want to. So I might feel like, away. Who cares? I might feel away, right? Like, oh, damn, what, the, what are we talking about here? And you be like, you know, yeah, um, me and the kids, da 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 da. And it's random out of the blue. Then maybe. I'll feel the way eventually once it continues to happen. But if it's kind of like, hey, good morning, how you doing? Things that let me know you're thinking about me. And then you want to tell me about your day or your morning or whatever. That's cool. That's so, what I do. Huh? That's how I do it. And that's the whole thing. So there's, there's, that's not a problem when it's normal, when it's regular, when it's what's, you know, you know, like decent <laughs> stable minded people's shit you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. I don't know at the end of it like I don't feel like there should be a measurement of maybe I'm texting too much or whatever it's more about substance it's more about what you're texting about and it's more about giving me time to respond and vice versa because I promise okay, you I if I text that. you on the night I meet you and I'm like What's good, Barb? Da 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 da. And you don't respond, and then you wake up to like ten text messages after I sent my initial text message. You gonna be like, yeah, I don't think I want to talk to this guy. Okay, I get that. All right. So, what would be your closing words for not only this chapter, if you have something in general, or if you just want to focus on, you know what? I want you guys your closing words to focus on this chapter. Yes. So, when it comes to our listeners, and a lot of people, I'm sure, they are working on being secure, what's the best advice you can give them? (laughs) He's looking at me, so I'll go. (laughs) 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 That is so funny. Um, I think my best advice would be, take your time, give others time, learn who you are. And become comfortable in your skin Because until you're comfortable in your skin You will not be able to make anyone else comfortable Dealing with you That's my opinion Like if if, if I'm It's, it's, it's kind of like I come to your house and I'm jittery But I expect you to be comfortable You won't be comfortable Because you're like Who is this jittery dude in my house Yeah Right So if you want others to be comfortable, you have to find a way to be comfortable and to be in your comfort zone and, you know, just deal with people accordingly. So to me, it makes a lot of sense to kind of, if you want to be secure in dealing with others and in a relationship, you have to let go of a lot of things. You have to ignore the voice in your head That's the number one thing that anxious people have That works against them more than anything else They listen to the voice in their head The self-condemning voices 
Because at the end of the day, you see yourself as being someone who is outside of yourself and you're doing all this stuff. And and if you could let go of the self-condemning voices, you would realize, like, I'm just experiencing the human experience at the same rate that everyone else is. But I'm sabotaging myself because I'm too in my head. That's amazing advice. Styles. I hope everybody was paying attention when he said the voices in your head. Um, just further goes to prove my point that motherfuckers is out here and they crazy. Because he said the sideline of voices in your head. That alone is scary to me. Um, you don't have a voice in your head? No, I don't have a voice in my head. Yes, yeah. he does. He just silences it. You think that's, see, only crazy people would. You see? You trying to build a club. I don't want to be a part of that. There's no voices in my head. <laughs> um, if you are. In my head. If, we know if you are a secure person clearly we are the influencers of the uh excuse me of the attachment styles do research on y'all i mean you can i thought that that's what the book was but i I digress okay i mean shit anyway i'll leave that alone um all right uh yeah, yeah yeah no and if you're a secure person settle down it all it all happened around you as per the book That's you know Everything orbits around us And for the non-secure Who are trying to become more secure Therapy How did that That's how you did it? Therapy? No 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 I'm just saying I'm, I'm recommending therapy You know my take on therapy But that's a whole other podcast Um Yeah okay, Therapy so Huh? How you did it How did what? question was What advice would you give them To become more secure? No, I just you didn't do therapy. No, I didn't actually. I just moved through life. I had to I had to go through it to get to it. Okay. That may not work for everyone. So some people should probably seek counseling, therapy, coaching, something. Because there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. I've known so many people who wanted to grow and change, but they didn't know how. And, and they needed that extra push, more yeah. direction. I feel therapy. It is, or if not, you can come listen to us. What? No, no, no. I feel, I feel attacked. I'm not therapy shaming. Just ain't for me. No, it's not for everybody. No, I'll fuck with y'all. I'll fuck with y'all. I didn't mean. No, 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 no. Stop, stop. I'm okay. closing. Every, I'm closing yeah, the door to that rabbit yeah. hole. Closing the door to rabbit. I'm hole. keeping it 100 with you. And the way I look at you, like you weren't someone who needed therapy. Everyone doesn't need it. Yeah, that's true. All right, guys. Tell them where they can find you. Well, did y'all pre-record it? No, I did not. I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> but. If you are looking for me, if you'd like to know where I am, I am on Facebook at The Cognac Room Podcast. I am on Twitter at The Cognac Room. And I am on TikTok as Christian one and Instagram as The Cognac Room Podcast. Jay's in these streets, in these social media streets, like style seconds to say. All right, I'm a little bit more excited about this week. So the Brunch Out podcast is coming back soon. I am taking requests and also, well, yeah, taking requests for um, guests on our upcoming season. I've already, the list is starting to look real uh, distinguished. Um, you can catch me there. Um, you can also catch me on Live Happy Hour, 
podcast that's also coming soon but that's only uh only for the home bartender and um yeah that's it next week i will pre-record this because i get tired of getting put on the spot forgot something though styles what you forgot Nah, I didn't forget that. NYC Home Team Pop presents Friday Night Live. Going live. With Barbie from Let Me Touch You Podcast and Styles from the Brunch Hour Podcast. Home of the Shadow Clock. Witty sarcasm and love like no other. I miss hearing that. That, shit that was crazy. Dope as a motherfucker. I, I feel like, like, like we just should just get off of here and go live right now. But yeah, we can. I'm 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 here for it. I'm here for it. But listen, that was the first time anybody saw me drunk online, bro. Yes, and when I say drunk, oh, you was finished, bro. Still up there. I was done. And the only way I'm gonna tell you, because I remember word for word how I realized I was fucking drunk. Style said, "You talking in slow motion, bro." great night <laughs> definitely a great night but guys we're gonna let you go we've been holding on for so long we're having a great time we don't want the episode to end right. catch us next week thank you for tuning in once again please subscribe rate and follow barbie on ig and let underscore me underscore touch underscore you facebook at let me touch you podcast twitter at let me touch you three and on youtube at let me touch you podcast Want to be featured on Let's Connect? Simply call 929-359-3229 and leave Barbie a message. Your message will be on an upcoming episode. Thank you for the continued support. See you next week. Stay safe and stay blessed.